Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined by the always there, always by my side, second banana of the show. We've made it official quite a while ago, but it's still good to have him here. It's the host of the Jimmy James Show. It's Evan Munro-Smith. Welcome, Evan. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you here. How's the gaming world going? Uh, the gaming world is its going okay yeah um most a lot of stuff is is being pushed back into next year as you can imagine uh a lot of like big releases that were supposed to come out this year a lot of the exciting stuff that was supposed to be happening um his uh yeah has been delayed so any anything in the world of sort of ape or primate video games any uh, donkey kong releases <laughs> no no donkey kong releases not for a little while um there might be there might be something I'll have to have a look around. Oh, well, keep us updated on the next episode if you hear of anything. Yeah. Just a, a quick update. I'm sure people want to know is uh, who is your favorite primate? Is it still Andy <laughs> from Toy Story? Of course. Okay. I would never waver. I just thought, you know, the world's in a weird time. Maybe you've had, had a chance to reflect and come up with another answer, but no, still Andy. Yes. Fair still enough. Andy. Um, Beck was talking about we've been uh, doing some Twitch streaming, some some Let's Plays uh, on the weekends. And um, Beck, I think next weekend, is going to play the Toy Story 2 PlayStation game, wow. which I haven't played. I'm looking forward to that. I wonder if Andy's in it. I wonder if Andy's in it. I wonder if the Barrel of Monkeys are in it. Yeah, I reckon they will be. Great. Oh, we'll <laughs> keep us updated on that as well. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. So, in this season, the second season of Primates, we're going through the... Uh, great Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy. We've started season one and we're up to episode five today. This one is called Number Five. Yes. Which is appropriately named, but it's uh, called Number Five because it's about one of the characters whose name is Number Five. Do you reckon this is a coincidence, Evan? Is this the kind of thing that goes all the way to the top? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, it's obviously uh, neat that the this episode that focuses a lot around Number Five um, is the fifth episode. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they were holding off on some plot points to fit them into the fifth episode. Um, yeah, well, because it is re- it's um, diving into the past or the fu- well, technically the future, but yeah. the past for number five, if you know uh, what I mean. Which, yes, the future for everybody else. Um, yeah, it's and a big episode. It's a really it like a big one. A lot Maybe of stuff. Maybe my favorite so far. I reckon. Yeah, I think so. It's things have really like it's really picked up the pace. Um, a lot of the kind of mysteriousness uh, that we've been wondering about the last few episodes has started to be revealed. We've got a bit of better idea of what's actually going on now. Uh, what yep. people are doing. Yes, 
That's been yeah, it was nice to get a few a, a lot of a lot of big reveals, like you say. So this is a synopsis uh that Netflix puts on the episode. Five lets Luther in on his secret. Claws Klaus? Klaus. <laughs> Klaus returns from a harrowing trip through time and Vanya begins to feel different without her meds. Uh, so uh yeah, I mean they're, they're all things taken off from the from previous episodes. Um, Vanya being the one who isn't special. She's extraordinary. Uh, yes. And her new boyfriend, we found him tipping her meds down the sink. And that was the- Yeah. This episode, he really didn't um, do any- There was no nods to him being evil, really. Maybe until right at the end. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I was thinking- I was beginning to believe I'd that he forgotten. was a nice guy again. Yeah, I know. I'd forgot about <laughs> the medications and I'm like, oh, hang on. See, I, I'd forgotten about that too until you just mentioned it then- because they're not mentioned at all through the episode. She like knows she mentions it. Her medication. She really? Yeah, she says at the start, she goes um, to her sister. She says, oh, I'm looking for my meds. They're normally in the butter containers, oh. but there's only butter or something like that. <laughs> okay. I, I missed that completely. And then she said later on, which we'll talk about after a violin performance, she said, oh, I've it's the first time I've played without meds, and that made me nervous. Oh, she does. Yes, yes. I so do she, that if she anything, she mentions it a lot. Yeah, she doesn't stop yeah. banging on about it. <laughs> but I've jumped right. around a bit already. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? Yes. So it begins. Great, in- great song at the start. Oh, what is the? What's the song to kick it off? Uh, in the heart of the moment by uh, Neil Gallagher's "High Flying Birds." Oh, right. Neil Gall- Noel Gallagher from Oasis. Yes. Is it? Is that Noel Gallagher? Okay. Yeah. He's one of the Gallagher brothers. Ah, who's the other one? Uh, Liam. Mm. Who I saw play last year at Meredith. Noel's yeah, the right. guitarist and kind of the the brains of the organisation, I think. Like the main song. Noel. What a but name. Liam is the front man of Oasis. Noel Gallagher is right. the front man of Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, though. <laughs> right. So, Good-o. So it starts, Good song, though, in the heat of the moment. Starts in the post-apocalyptic world, which we've yes. visited a few times in flashbacks or flash-forwards, sort of. And uh, we find number five is now sort of middle-aged, and we see him age a little bit. He ages yeah. up. Yeah. The like, season's changing. He's growing a beard. Yeah. It was interesting. By the end of his flashbacks, we see him when he, uh, he looks like he's maybe sort of 70-ish. 60, yeah, he looks- 70 Maybe. Yeah, I'm still confused about exactly how old he is and how much time he spent in the future and stuff. Mm. I didn't think he got that old, but there you go. Yeah, I thought oh, in my head he was 45, but maybe he was. Maybe it's because he was 45 plus the however many years he already lived or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know, but he's older anyway. Yeah. Um. So we find him just sort of. There's a few jump cuts through his timeline in the future. He's collecting stuff, including his girlfriend, the mannequin, Dolores. Yep. And he's living in the ruins of a library, the community library. Mm. And right at the start, we see um, all of that. And then all of a sudden, a woman approaches him, sort of like a a very well-dressed woman for the apocalypse. Yeah. She looks like she's showered. She's probably gotten ready in front of a mirror, I reckon, whereas he looks like like a bloody disaster, to be honest. I wouldn't take him out yeah. at a dinner party, that's for sure. It's also remarkable that she exists at all, considering no one else is there. Right, yeah, that's, so, a, that's a good point as well. A bit unusual. A bit yeah, so he there. immediately pulls his gun and uh, trains it on her. He's like, what the hell, who are you? And he's about to kill her, but he doesn't kill her. Then we come uh, back no. to the present. Yep. Uh, and Five's telling Luther, number one, the truth about, uh, his time in the future and of the apocalypse. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'd even noticed that, that he hadn't even told Luther about it yet. Yeah, I mean, he has kind of kept it to himself except for, who knows about it? Klaus knows about it. Is that it? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, Luther's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And he, he's like, uh, you know, this is uh, this is sort of over your head. He goes, we could have banded together and stopped this. And, he's, and number five goes... Yeah, you tried to last time, and uh, yeah. I saw your dead body, so you weren't a lot of help, sort of thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then Diego comes in. He's angry at five because he sort of blames him for the death of uh, Eudora Patch. 
the detective. Uh, which happened at the, the end of uh, the last episode, yeah. Yeah, which is a bloody, that was a sad moment. Yes. Yeah. A uh, big emotional beat in the series. And then Five starts explaining more. So I, I guess it's for, for plot reasons that he hasn't been so open about it. Um, we needed to set all this other stuff up before yeah. Five starts telling uh, his his brothers and us about, you know, this commission who seems yes. to be controlling the timeline of everything. Yeah, they're like the time police. Yeah, they're making sure that everything happens as it's meant to. Which is yeah. a weird idea. And if, yeah, the idea of anything having meant to happen is a, is a strange kind of, like, how do you work that out? But, um, uh, yeah, and they, and they uh, have some pretty, uh, uh, you know, w- funny ways of solving problems when they come up. Oh, they, they kill people. They just kill people, I guess. Yeah, they're if, basically if, hit men. Hit yeah, people. yeah. There is, uh, they are kind of assassins for, um, you know, anyone that, that gets in the way of things happening the way they're meant to happen. So, he's explaining that a bit and we go back to the future where Five is an old man again and he's yep. recruited to be one of these hitmen. Yes, by the handler. So, they, they say this woman, her name is the handler. Yes, uh, she sort of looks woman. like she's ready to go to the horse races or something. <laughs> yeah. Or she or just live in the 60s, I guess. Yeah. Are she those two the same him- things? Does uh, everyone in the 60s go to horse races? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's checks. probably why I've connected the two things there. <laughs> and then we um, follow we follow him again, don't we, as he ages up again and he's, and he's working as a hitman now. Yeah. And- so, basically, the, but, uh, the handler, this woman, offers him a contract, a deal, basically saying you can go back to where you came from, which is obviously what he wants. Um, you can return home if you give us five years of service. Um, which is basically be a time cop for, you know, for five years. Kill people for five years yep. and then you can go back. Well, no, she didn't even say you can go back to where you came from. She said you can go anywhere in time. Yeah, right. Um, which is and a pretty she also, sweet deal probably. Yeah, I guess you so. You just have to kill people for five years and then you can go <laughs> live anywhere with a good pension, she said. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Because they, they're still going on with this um, bureaucracy idea. So, this- mm. Is it clear? It's clear now that uh, Cha Cha and Hazel, the hit people we know from previous episodes, work for the handler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They work for the commission. That's explained there as well. Um, and she also points out that because he he obviously also wants the end of the world to not happen, or this apocalypse, you know, whatever this event is that happens. Um, and uh, and and she says that's that's non-negotiable. That is supposed to happen. Um, yeah. And he goes. He says something like. Wait, the, it's supposed to happen that everyone dies mm. or something? And she says something weird like- She says something is supposed to happen. Yeah, something she, is supposed to yeah. yeah. It's sort so of it's unclear as clear. to- It was almost like she was saying, yeah, people are meant to die out and something else is- Or something? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that was unclear. That was another little- A new mystery to add to the pile. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so as you're saying that we, we see this sort of montage of him doing this, this job. Um, but he's also distracted by, he really just wants to get home. Like he doesn't really want to stick out this contract, um, and, you know, go around killing people. Um, and, and just while he's, uh, he's supposedly trying to, uh, save JFK. Um, he, he's trying to save, I thought he was there with the contract to kill him. Well, I I assumed because I think he must have been trying to kill the yes. guy that killed him because he still wound up dead. Yeah, that's right. He, no, okay. he, that confused me. I was thinking that he killed him and then time jumped, but you're right. Uh, because he time jumped, he wasn't able to kill him. Is that what you reckon? Yeah. yeah that he, he, wasn't, he wasn't able- sense. No, he wasn't able to ki- kill the guy that killed JFK. He wasn't able to right. save JFK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, which is an, another interesting thing because in terms of like morals, you know, it's like, oh, I've got to save someone's life today. Um, yeah. He could have just done that. Anyway, look, he got distracted. Wait, he so cracked is, whatever the- Yeah. So, in the handler and the commission's world, they want JFK to not be killed? Well, I, I think so. Look, I mean, it's not terribly explicit, is it? But I- No. I, I thought I it was the other from, way around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because-, because 
he puts down his gun and he because he's he gets out his book and he's he's working out he's cracked this algorithm to get home um but yeah and you hear the audio of jfk dying so i Right. Yeah, I I think his job was to stop that from happening. And then we see, uh, we see what we saw in the first episode of him coming through this weird blue vortex thing back into the present day. So yep. we see how he, he arrived there. He came there straight from the grassy knoll, basically. <laughs> yeah, in Dallas. Um. So he yeah he broke his contract, his five year contract. He bailed on it. Uh, which, uh, yeah, makes it pretty clear what Hazel and Cha-Cha are. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're after him about. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah, they're going to kill him because he broke his contract. And they yep. couldn't find him quickly because he he miscalculated and became the boy version himself again rather than the 60 or 70-year-old or 50 or 40-year-old, whatever he was meant to be. Yes, he's bottom Middle-aged boy. version of himself. Um. Yes. Okay. So, and, and amongst all this, um, Diego uh, he he goes off to to chase after Hazel and Chacha to sort of get some vengeance for Eudora. Um, what else is going on? Klaus. He puts uh, a. So he puts yeah. a. Well, I didn't understand this. He puts a what looks like a bomb under their car, or some sort of a device. Yeah, I um, I wasn't sure if that was a bomb or like a tracking device. Right. And I think it must have been a tracking device because they tracked them down. Yeah, because I was I was like, detonate the bomb, man. They got yeah. the car and drove away. There's and- a few things like that that happen in this show where I'm like, I they could have not done that. They yeah. could have skipped over that. But then maybe the show would be less interesting. Maybe less things would be happening. Anyway, so Klaus has uh, returned to the bus. So at the end of the last episode, he opened the briefcase that he took from Hazel and Charger and he disappeared. Um, he uh, he returns to the A bus, like the bus, I don't know, wherever it came from, um, with with the briefcase. He's clearly shaken by something. He's got blood on his hands. Um, and yeah, he, he looks he, shattered. Yeah, he gets off the bus and he destroys the suitcase. He, he yeah. throws it around. And, and he's also wearing like, army fatigues or yes. army green with dog tags. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, even con- didn't consider that, that he landed back on a bus. What are the odds yeah. of that? Unless some, you know, the technology of the time travel means that it sends you back to the same place, even if that place is moving. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. As well as like the earth moving and all that sort of stuff as well. But mm. um, <laughs> You should land system. out in space somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, with the orbit and stuff. I don't, we don't know how long he's been gone for as well. He might have timed um, it perfectly. But, but not, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, we well, anyway. we don't know straight away how long he's gone, but we find out soon after he's been gone for ten months. Well, he in his time he's been gone for ten months, but he's oh yes, I'm he's only come back probably the next morning or something. Yeah, because he says it was a big night. It was a big night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So and Hazel and Charcha they they think that the suitcase was taken by the maid, um, because they just noticed it's missing from the hotel the motel room in the last episode. Um, and so they've, of course, they kill the maid because she's getting in their way. Oh, I, did, um, I didn't pick that up. Why they'd killed her? Because it was clearly taken by him. He escaped out the at that vent where the suitcase was blocking. So I guess they were just taking no chances or something. But I, surely it was clear so. to them that the maid didn't take it. Well, no. That, well, they might have assumed because they knew the maid cleaned the room. Oh, that's maybe, true. Maybe yes. they thought. I don't know why they didn't check it earlier. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the yeah. I guess their minds went straight to it being taken by the maid rather than it being taken uh, by Klaus. Um, but then and they- Chacha's still unhappy with Hazel for not. Apparently, their protocol is just to carry it all the time. Yeah, which I mean, it's a pretty valuable thing. It does kind of make sense. It'd be great if they had the technology to make it a little bit smaller and yeah. lighter. Yeah, um, it'd make it a lot easier for. It's them. like the original mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can take you to a whole other time and place. But it also, I mean, they are also from, they've got links to the future. So it's like that technology never develops. I guess, yeah. Otherwise, they'd go get it. But um, they also always talk about their business, their company being tired asses. So maybe the technology <laughs> exists, but it's more expensive or something. Yeah, could be that. Um, speaking of the bureaucracy, they, they receive another memo tube uh, while oh, they're yes. in the, 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 wherever they are, the cleaning area, the laundry sort of of the motel. Um, so, I guess there are tubes everywhere. 
I suppose yeah. I guess though they just appear wherever they need to be. Um, and so, and they realise that um, the, the the memo is basically saying there's been an unauthorised uh, time jump to 1968, and they realise that it must have been Klaus who took the suitcase and and went to 1968. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Alison visits Vanya, uh, who is uh, heading to breakfast with Leonard, and uh, she shares her scepticism about uh, about Leonard with Vanya. I don't know. And, what do you think about? Uh- the, what's her sister's name again? Alison. Alison. What do you think about Alison? Like, she's going off a pretty small hunch. It seems like she's probably right, but it's also like... Yeah. If in What has she seen that's made her so sure that he's he's a dodgy guy? Yeah, I think she she is kind of overstepping. I mean, the so she's had, she had a, a bit of an awkward encounter when they very first met on the street... And then, and then that kind of suspicious thing that happened when he was in her apartment, that was a bit weird. That um, was weird, but it was explained later when we saw that he'd left her flowers. Yeah, but Alison didn't know that, did she? Oh, Alison never found that out. Right. I, ge- oh, I, I guess. Um, I don't know. There, I, 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 you know, there's a vibe. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's part of her power. She can sense vibes. <laughs> right. She can tell rumours. She can sense vibes. But she has no hard evidence, and that's why Vanya is pretty much just- uh, angry at Allison for um for trying to ruin the only good thing going on in her life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is the first time I've been happy in so long. It's because of this guy. Yeah, well, I think he's bad. Oh, come on, <laughs> give us a chance. It does. Um, it must seem to her like it's a funny coincidence. The first thing that's made me happy, you've real sus on. Yeah. Uh, and we still haven't seen Allison use her superpowers. Not in the present day. Only in a flashback. Uh, yeah, that's right. The yeah. I heard a rumor power to make people do whatever she wants. Such a it's, handy power. Yeah. But it's but also did, the kind of kinda... power that would it would make this show end a lot quicker if she was using it willy-nilly. She'd just go to Cha-Cha and Hazel, hey, I heard a rumor. You just stop <laughs> trying to kill us. Yeah. So, I guess it's a yeah convenient thing that she basically vowed never to use it again after using it on her kid. Yeah. Um, from memory. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so Vanya sort of brushes that off and goes to uh, meet Leonard at a cafe um, and um, she says that Helen, uh, the first chair of the orchestra that she plays in, stopped showing up for, for orchestra practice or whatever um, and that means that now Vanya has the opportunity to audition for first chair, which is, you know, an, another a th- a thing she wants. She's been aspiring to. Um, and this I mean, is out of nowhere. Like her- like, yeah, it's, it is out of nowhere. Why as far as we disappear? knew, uh, the first chair lady hadn't disappeared. So, that was the first we'd heard of it. Yep. So, and it made me think, I'm like, have I missed something here? Do we see her leave or something? But I don't think we did, do we? No, I don't think so. I think we're just going straight, just going off this. Um, it did make me think, ooh, did, did Leonard uh, maybe make Helen disappear? Um, mm. But I'm sure that's not the case. He seems like a good guy. Um, you did watch the end of the episode, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Klaus takes a bath. Oh, uh, and I had a bath as well. I love when Klaus in the bath and I'm watching him <laughs> from the bath. It just feels like some sweet synergy. Yeah. Um, except he's having flashbacks to the uh, Vietnam War. He's enjoying the bath a lot less than I'm enjoying the bath. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's clearly been through some shit in his little time jump. Um and uh, and then uh, five confronts him about that 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 time thing. Yeah. Um, Klaus tells him that he he uh, destroyed the briefcase, and five's like, "No, I needed that to, you know, I could have fixed things." And yeah, well, well, he said he handy. needed so he could get uh, get back to where he wanted to get to, basically. Yeah, sounded yeah, made I, it sound like it was for selfish reasons. Well. No, well, because he, he says he wanted to go back. I'm not exactly sure why Five wanted to go. Surely he didn't want to go back to the future, but maybe he wanted he could go back to a time when he could prevent more easily prevent the end of the world. Oh, right. Like yeah, maybe yeah, if he went sense. back to before the prosthetics lab was destroyed, for example, oh, then he'd be able to follow that yeah. lead. But he, he just he's pretty vague about exactly what he wanted to do with the briefcase. But he's obviously a bit pissed that it's been destroyed. Um but then he kind of realizes that uh, there's uh, an opportunity there um, because he, he Hazel and Cha-Cha don't know that the briefcase has been destroyed and they want it back. So, he writes a, a little note to sort of convey to them to try and lure them into something. 
This is only after he's done this wild mathematics equation, which ends up with the probability of four innocent, any one of these four innocent people being killed by him might stop the apocalypse, even though they're not connected. Luther goes, what is, what is, are they terrorists or something? He's like, no, nah, I think that guy's a gardener. <laughs> yeah. And Luther's like, and so Luther stops him. He stops him from killing that guy. So the plan B is tricking Hazel and Charcha because he initially wanted to kill a gardener. And then uh, Luther stops him by threatening to drop his mannequin lover out the window. Yes. Uh, so the and and because that's a bit of a stalemate. Um, Five does let on that there is an impossible alternative. There is some, there is another way, but it's impossible. Right. Um. So what else is going on around this time? So uh, Allison goes to the library to do a bit of research on Leonard. Um, still a bit sus on him, obviously. And she uh, she hears someone cough or sneeze and says, bless yeah. you. And it's revealed that that's Cha-Cha on the other side of the desk reading up on the Hargrave family. Yeah, she's got a... Uh, she's got... Vanya's book. Vanya's book. Yeah, too many names to get track of. It's uh, amazing. Like, we're all, this is probably just halfway through this 50-minute episode. So much happens in this episode. Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um... So, okay, so, so Chacha's at the library doing some reading up on the family. Um, Hazel's at the donut shop, so he talks to uh, Agnes, ends up having lunch or, you know, sharing Agnes's lunch break. She's the, the one that runs the donut shop. Um, we learned she's a, a, oh, no, Gritties. What yeah, a, gritties. Like, it it's such a funny name for a donut shop. It sounds like um, sort of makes it sound like grits or whatever, like, yeah. which I don't even know what it is, but it seems like sort of hard meat that's been burnt. Yeah, yeah. Gritties. It just doesn't sound... I would have called it Fluffies or something. <laughs> yeah, Gritties sounds like a barbecue place or something. Barbecue. You, geez, you made that more succinct than what I do. <laughs> like meat. Like, like, a, like, a, like a grill. Or, yeah. Anyway, um, she's a bird watcher or she, she calls herself a twitcher. I'm like, I do twitch on Saturdays. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's talking talking about being a bird watcher. And Hazel um, says, what, is that a drug thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Twitch hasn't isn't isn't around. Anyway, I'm, I'm starting to remember first time around. This was one of my favourite uh, parts of the their relationship, their friendship. It's just uh, so sweet. It does seem really nice. I keep waiting for for Hazel to um, kill her um, or for something more evil to happen. But it actually seems so far, at least, that it's a pretty genuine um, yeah. genuine friendship. It's very nervy there. though, isn't it? Like you're going, yeah, because he's a killer. He's a <laughs> It's a professional killer, so you're just waiting for it. Yeah, totally. Um, he he kind of it opens up to her a bit. He sort of says he's going through the motions with his job. Um, he's not, not really into it anymore. And it's also Agnes been revealed talk- in the last episode, I think, that he he doesn't always kill the people he should. Yeah, his heart really isn't in it. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> he's, he's just he's, he's remembering he's got a bit of a heart or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agnes uh, says she wants to move to the country, that sort of thing. She's She's been saving up. She wants to get out of this donut shop business and settle down out in the country. And Hazel sort of uh, just sort of gives her a bit of a nudge and says, hey, you might want to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah. She says um, she's going to do it in a year or so. And he's like, oh, maybe bring that plan forward a bit. The end of the world's yeah. coming in less than a week. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite that explicit, but, uh, but uh, he gives her a bit of a nudge. Um, so... We did just Meanwhile, skip over, or, or are you about to talk about the Veterans Bar? Oh, no, I hadn't, hadn't talked about the, where, where does that come from? That happened just before. So, um, Klaus is with oh, yeah. Diego and he, get, uh, he gets Diego to drop him off at a Veterans of International uh, Foreign Wars Bar or Club. And he goes in there and he's looking at this photo board and he's, you know, he's still, still torn up from uh, his time jump and uh, then Diego follows him in. But the people in the bar are like, you don't belong in here. What are you doing in here? Don't pretend you're you're a a vet. And he goes, you're a fucking, there's some town missing its idiot. And then a punch on stuff. He's pretty unreasonable, really. I think he doesn't really understand. Yeah. I I mean, he is a bit, but the other, uh, Diego fully de-escalates it. He comes in and he says, we're both sorry uh, we're leaving. He's just a bit drunk. 
we'll we'll get out of here. And the guy should have just t- accepted that, right? But he needed yeah, that's to, true. he needed to go the tough man level of I want to hear the apology from him. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when the fight started. Yeah, it's a bit of a brawl. He said, a, vi- a village is missing its idiot. Such a convoluted <laughs> way of calling someone an idiot. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of a brawl. They're, and then Diego and Klaus, when they get out of there, they um, they go get on their way to staking out the donut shop. And they and Hazel's there, of course, with Agnes. Um, and as Hazel leaves, they, uh, they make chase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, And then, um, yeah, what happens? So... Uh, uh, somewhere around here as well, Alison confronts Vanya because she's done the research at the library um, about Leonard. Yeah. And uh, apparently he has no history. It's like he didn't even exist. That's you know, right. There's just something. one photo. Yeah. But then, and um, Vanya's and- like, why are you researching him? Yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> Again, certainly from Vanya's point of view, it does seem, she's, seem like she's overstepping a little bit. Um, and so she gets pretty angry at Alison about that. Um, Alison also has has an address um, for him that she uh, plans to go check out. Um, and then uh, Cha-Cha and Hazel are, are back at the motel. And this, this is where Diego puts like a bomb, what we thought was a bomb. It could have been a bomb or a tracker or something like that on their car. I think it is like a GPS tracker. Um, five uh, has has this memo delivered to them. Um that, that he wrote earlier, saying, we have your briefcase. And it uh, actually, I think it totally makes sense that it's a tracker uh, and that's how they find him in the in a couple of scenes' time. Yeah, I think that does make sense. Because, yeah, um, yeah they, they speed off uh, and and um, to, to go meet Five, I guess, and, and I, I, they're vague about this, but I, I guess they've organized, organized some sort of exchange that he's proposed some sort of a, I'll give you a briefcase if... If you, you deliver, something. I think the I think the deal is you deliver the commissioner. What's her name? The handler. Yeah, if right. If you bring her here, because they work for us still, so they have the the phone number to get her there. I think yep. that's what it is, because that's what happens anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and just after that, so Vanya does this audition for first chair at the orchestra. Uh, the conductor, of course, doesn't remember her name. Uh, just sort of hammering in that whole thing of yeah. how not special she is. And as she starts um, playing, he sort of scoffs and looks away. <laughs> like really hammering it home, like, oh, boring. Because to me, it's like, wow, this is perfect violin playing. And he's like, <laughs> you don't got it, kid. He says that with his yeah. eyes. So, and then there's this um, uh, sort of a montage over her playing of Alison going to this address that she had for uh, Leonard. Um, and Leonard arrives while while Allison is in the house. Um, but uh, meanwhile, Vani is she's playing violin very well. I I I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it, she appears to sort of emanate waves um, of some sort from the violin, which is which seems to have some sort of effect on the conductor. Yeah, it's almost it's um, like a. Tra- it's it looks tra- like maybe there is something maybe special. Yeah, it's like puts them in a slight trance, but it makes them sit up and take notice all of a sudden. Yeah, but it's not clear if that's just like um, trying to show that her violin playing is so powerful, or if it's something else like like it's <laughs> tricking them to think the violin is good or whatever it is. But they love it, whatever it is. Yeah, it's hard to know if. Yeah, it's hard to know if she's um actually playing really well, or if um yeah if there's some sort of effect going over them to make her think that. And make them think that she's playing really well, but it does definitely seem like some sort of a um, some supernatural power of some sort. Yeah. Um, and then there's this showdown at the um, at the at this uh, meeting point. Yeah. So on an old and dusty deserted highway. Yeah. Uh, five and Luther are in a in the van uh, to meet, and then Hazel and Cha Cha 
uh, rock up. Five and Hazel have a fake briefcase. Yeah. To to make the make the exchange or deal or whatever it is. Um, and yes, Five asks to speak to the handler, the supervisor. And they agree to that. There's sort of a bit of back and forth, and they realise that both of them are in a tight spot, and this is the way forward. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Cha-Cha says, before she makes the call, she says, do not tell her about the briefcase. And he agreed to that. Because <laughs> yes. if they, if the handler finds out that Cha-Cha and Hazel have lost the briefcase, it's the equivalent to a cop losing his gun. Or her gun, they say. Yeah. And considering the briefcase is destroyed, I feel like they're not going to be able to get away with that for very long. Um they uh so and, and and kind of amongst this as well, Klaus and Luther uh, sorry, Klaus and um who is it? Who rocks up? Diego. Yeah, Klaus and Diego, because they're well yeah. they're the two that have been together for most of this episode. They'd yeah, gone right. to so the veterans bar, they were both there when they were staking out the motel, and uh they were both there when they realized that Cha Cha and Hazel had slashed their tires so they couldn't chase it. But they were parked behind this ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we hear the ice cream jingle, dun, 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 or whatever. And they're yeah. hammering in this big fat truck, uh, big heavy ice cream truck, and it's plowing towards Hazel and Cha-Cha. And they, as they go past in slow motion, they sort of give uh, Luther and Five a little wink. <laughs> and Luther and Five look a bit dumbfounded, like hammering home, I guess, that that this wasn't the plan. Yeah, they were going to ruin everything. Uh, Bullets are flying. All of a sudden, time freezes for everyone except for Five. So Five's walking around. Luther's frozen with his arms up in the air. A bullet's been shot by Hazel's gun, and that stops halfway between Hazel and Luther. It looks like it's going Mm. right at Luther's big ape chest. Yeah, could be a kill shot. Um... And then the handler arrives. Yes, yeah, so only five and the handler are animated still in this frozen scene. Uh, she uh, she explains that he can't save the world um, like he wants to do. He is not going to be able to do that. Um, but she offers him a new job. Um, a better and, job. And also a better job, yes. And also to make him old again. Yeah. I guess that's something that he wants, to not be a kid anymore. Um Maybe maybe she could find something in between, so he's not an old man. I don't know. But he, uh, she said they've got the the technology. They have the technology, and uh, they, yeah, she said, offer you a job in management, better pay, better benefits. You won't be (laughs) jumping around, traveling, killing people. Yeah. Um, and it seems like um, the deal's been made, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Except he he has a, a counter. Offer he 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 kind of says yeah all right but uh, I want my family to survive and yeah. she's like everyone the whole family yeah these <laughs> like, guys yes, really everybody and she says something like I'll see what I can do and that, yes. and then and, they shake um, on it time goes back before they shake though he goes wait just give me one second he takes Hazel's gun takes out the uh, the clip throws it one side of the highway throws the gun on the other side and he moves the bullet in midair. So that's no longer going straight at Luther, but he moves yep. it like a meter. Why not be sure of that? You know, <laughs> Luther's jumping at yeah. the time, throwing his hands up in the air. I'm like, geez, <laughs> is that you're going to accidentally clip him? But <laughs> I would have really yeah. put it a few meters across at the minimum. Maybe pointed yeah. it out to the side. Anyway, well, that might have been smarter. Hey, that's just me. But look, it all worked out okay. I did. Uh, so time resumes. And um and so the the two basically the two part the the two warring factions Hazel and Charchar and the uh, Umbrella Academy guys they um end up kind of going their separate ways um because of the you know there's this big old shootout everything's kind of gone to shit anyway um and uh, and then Hazel and Charchar realise that the briefcase it's just full of pots and pans not the one. Yeah, it was a fake, and the gun yep. was empty, so he wasn't able to shoot, meaning that the Umbrella Academy, or the four of the seven who were there, no, five, because was it five of them? All the boys were there, I think. There were the two pairs that came together and uh, 
dead Ben. Where was five though? Oh yeah, Ben. Five was, was there. Two. Five, Luther. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Dead Ben. The guy I can see Dead Klaus, Ben Klaus. Diego. And Diego. <laughs> so it was only the sisters who weren't present. Practically a family reunion. And it was only then that I'm like, oh, it's interesting they went with a five two split gender split for a family yeah. of seven. Hmm. Um as a pre. Could have at least made the dead guy a girl. <laughs> it was just anyway. a <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if they're the kind of decisions that would be made differently now. I mean, it's a very it's diverse ethically and also and, and whatnot. But yeah, gender split three four mm. it would be the obvious way to go. But that's just uh, me, yeah. uh, an absolute soy boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they make a clean getaway after pulling one over on Hazel and Chacha with this little scheme. They're pretty much. Fucked, right? Hazel and Cha-Cha. Yeah. They don't have their suitcase. Um, and, uh, I mean, they're... I don't know what they're going to do now. I guess they're still they're a little super of well potentially. They've got their yeah. wits. They've got their yeah. knowledge. But I imagine, yeah, they in their mind, the suitcase hasn't been destroyed though, right? They must still think... Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they, they might... They tricked they them. They might but... want to go after it still. Yeah. Okay, so they've still got something to work towards. Um... Vanya gets the gig. Yes, she, uh, that's she, the big she thing visits, at the end. Yeah, she visits Leonard um, to celebrate, and they kiss. She says He's a again good guy. that it was the first time she'd been off her meds to play violin, so she was nervous, but she it yep. felt really good. <laughs> and Leonard's like, maybe you should get off your meds. I don't. I'm not fully sure why he's so keen for her to be off her meds. Yeah, that's a mystery. Also why she doesn't seem too fussed about it. I guess because she's been off her meds for a little bit and she's feeling, feeling fine, good. so maybe she's... Well, she's feeling better than fine. She feels better than when she was on them. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I guess she's not too fussed about where they went. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I guess everything's everything's coming up. Vanya. Well, I mean, at this point, all, all we can assume is that the meds stopped her being able to make the violin put out sort of waves. Yeah. Those sort of oh, but then no waves come out of her during the kiss as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the same sort of thing. So I look. I had this theory earlier that I mentioned in one of the other episodes that the meds were blocking her power. Um, whether that was deliberate or whether it was inadvertent, yeah. we don't know at this stage. But that definitely seems to be what was going on. Um, and um, and you know everything seems fine except that Helen is dead in Leonard's attic. Yeah, so we, we follow the waves up into the attic uh, and out through the window. It cracks the window and then we go out. It's sort of into a, a drone shot. That was a nice yeah. nice shot to finish. But, yeah, that shot yeah, or, passes over the, the dead body of the first <laughs> chair violinist. You're like, oh, shit. And it also passes over Sir Reggie's notebook. Oh, I was wondering what that was. Oh, yeah, it's good okay. because it, it's got S. Well, it's got S R. No, it's got what? What's his, his name? Isn't Sir Reggie? What's his name? Uh, Reggie Reginald. I've completely forgotten what his actual name is. Reginald Hargreaves. So it's an is it R H on the front right. of it? Right. So yeah, I think that's that's what that is. Um, okay. Well, that makes sense, and maybe that's why he knows to stop her meds. Ah, oh, he's read that, and Sir yeah, Reginald said something. Right? Okay, she's been having them since she was a little kid. Hmm. Yeah, really interesting. Okay. And I, like, because I have seen this series before, nearly two years ago. No, only a year and a half ago. But I'm still, it feels like, for the most part, I'm watching it like it's for the first time. I remember a few things that (laughs) happen beyond here, but, and some things come back to me as I watch it, but a lot of it is just gone. So, I'm not 100% sure on that, but that feels like that makes some sense. I don't remember that book at all the first time around. And I was confused as to what it was when I watched it today. Well, it's it's a yeah, it is a kind of a pretty distant plot point in all of this. It doesn't, you know, it comes up every now and then, but it really, you know, they're certainly not focusing on it, and we don't know what it is, so um, it doesn't seem to have much gravity to it. But you know, it comes up every now and then. <clears throat> the other thing here um, that happens right at the end of the episode is that Pogo, again, the only time we see him for the whole episode, um, has repaired Grace. Yeah, so Pogo, the chimp, the chimp butler. Who's really yep. the reason we're doing this uh, <laughs> this show on primates? I yeah. mean, I also the only character we care about. Luther is an ape man, and that's also that's true. I keep forgetting that, and he's a he's a more key character. But 
Yeah, Pogo the Chimp Butler. What a revelation, you know? I reckon <laughs> every series should have a CGI Chimp Butler from now on. But uh, okay. it's a strange finish because, I mean, any other series, you finish with the reveal that this perfect nice guy has just killed a violinist. You yeah. Know, that's a big <laughs> reveal to finish off. But that wasn't even... They, they did another reveal of Pogo saying to mum, the robot mum, Grace, Grace, the robot mum, they say, he says to her, uh, do you remember? And she says, yes. And then he says, the children can never know. Yes, very ominous. Yeah, like, They what like is doing that? this. I think... Uh, a couple episodes now, they've had this sort of like double ending, double cliffhanger thing. Right. Because they had that last episode was that they had Eudora Patch die, and then also they had Klaus disappear into the oh yeah the, in the time jump. I was like, whoa. Yeah, you think it's one you know? big finish of the episode, and then there's an even bigger finish soon yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's the that's the end of the episode. The children can never know. Oh, amazing. I understand. I. I said after or during last the last episode that we'd go through the songs from the series so far. So I found a list of them, Evan. Let us know some yep. of your highlights as I just read them through. But uh, yeah, it's something that is one of the many things that's great about this series is the soundtrack. So this episode, mm. like you said, had Noel Gallagher's "High Flying Birds" song in the heat of the moment uh, when we flash forward to Five at the Apocalypse. Then Big Thief uh, song Mary was when Klaus returns on the bus. I'm big. I'm a big Big Thief fan. <laughs> yeah, I say. I don't know Big Thief, but that's a great song. Yeah, they're. I think they're really good. I mean, I, I say I'm a big fan. I, I really like them. I'm probably not a. I'm not a, like I've seen them play at a music festival and I listen to their album. Oh, something. So you know, I'm, I'm a. I'm a. I like them a lot. That's really good. And that's a. That's a good song. I don't know if I'd heard that song before. Although I had, mm. because I've seen this episode before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just didn't recall. Then we had Don McGuinness with Memory Bound when Klaus and Diego fight at the Veterans Pub. Oh, yeah, yep. And then the ending montage was Jared Way featuring Ray Toro. Oh, sorry, Gerard Way. Oh. Remember last week? Yeah, we yeah, we keep, we keep getting that wrong. Gerard yeah. Way featuring Ray Toro, Happy Together. That means that hasn't mentioned... Uh, oh, is it a cover then? Oh, that was... You're right. Because I thought it was the original, which you were telling me I before th- was by... the. It's the Turtles, I think? Yeah. Happy Together. It's yeah, Happy Jane. Together by Jeez, the Turtles. It was a pretty faithful cover then. 1967. Yeah, I did not pick that as a as a cover. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was the original as well. It didn't certainly didn't sound like a My Chemical Romance version of it. No. <laughs> uh, and then, so do you want me to go back to the? Do we do we want to go through all the songs? I mean, that, that oh, sounds yeah, like go, it's borderline go tedious. Quickly through, okay, yeah. quickly through it. So first episode yeah. had the Kinks with Picture Book, Fits and the Tantrums with the Walker, Tiffany. I think we're alone now, which we talked about a lot in that first. Yeah, that's my episode. favorite. And then they might be giants, Istanbul, not Constantinople, which That's another yeah, another close that's a runner up. That's a great song. It's a, a good one. So episode one, great tunes. Episode two, Run Boy Run had Wood Kids Run Boy Run, which makes sense. Adamant, two Goody Two Shoes, which I really like this song a lot. I um I hadn't hadn't heard until a few years ago when Josh Homme hosted some online radio hour. Uh, and he, and that was one of the tracks he played on it. And I think it's, I it's a real fun it. song. Uh, then there was Queen Don't Stop Me Now, which feels like oh, of out course. of place because it's such an overplayed song. And, and most of the songs on this are like ones you maybe just know or know very well, but you haven't heard a million times. Yeah. I think that's the only one so far that is like, wow, that's, that's a song that I, every year of my life I've heard hundreds of times. <laughs> that might not be true. Yeah. Then we had Pal- Good song, Paloma Faith's Never Tear Us Apart. So that was obviously the cover of the NXS song. Yeah. Uh, God bless Australia. Then episode three had the Yardbirds Lost Woman. The Hollies We're Through. The Hollies are an interesting band. They're a big English band. One of the members is one of the guys from Crosby, Stills and Nash. I'm going to say ah. it's... Graham Nash. Yeah, that rings a bell. Uh, then I'm not Nina familiar Simone. with most of these artists. Sorry? 
I'm not familiar with most of these artists. Yeah, no. But I, Nina Simone, I Nina I Simone finished that episode with Cinnamon. Then episode four had more Chiba, Blood Like Lemonade, which you mentioned as a song you enjoyed. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Tom Swoon had Shingling. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that one. And then David Gray, you also mentioned This Year's Love. Mm, yeah, right at the end, right when- um, Yeah. That's when uh, Eudora Patch is, is dead. There must be a Spotify playlist or or otherwise out there. I'm going to start listening to, I reckon. But yeah, uh, yeah, great, great selections. Great selections. I should say I, I like that Queen song. I've just it just sticks out a bit because it's such an overplayed song. Yeah, and it reminds me of the scene in uh, like Shaun of the Dead where the jukebox. Right. Is yeah, it's already attached to soundtracks and yeah. stuff. So it, yeah, it makes it maybe in America it isn't that played out or something, and that's why. Hmm. Which makes some sense as well. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's go to the uh, the little uh, feedback form that we put together. Since uh, we sort of lightly guilted people into uh, <laughs> doing that last time, uh, we've had quite a few messages. So, I'll get through a little handful here today. One of them, which is referencing the last episode we talked about, episode four, Man on the Moon, comes through from Luke from New York. And Luke writes... I was wondering if maybe the serum they used to make Luther an ape man is some of Pogo's DNA. As he started oh. as a normal ape and was made human-like. So, maybe it's the other way around. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, also, I'm glad you're back. I've really missed this pod. It's so unique and fun. I've missed my primate <laughs> fix and this is the best place to get it. Thanks a gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. He didn't say thanks for giving because that doesn't work. It was the, I'm like that doesn't work. It doesn't work, and that's also not what he said. He said that's a given. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, right. Luke. Thanks for giving. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a saying, it should be. Uh, he says thanks so much. <laughs> Hope to hear some more weird monkey news sometimes. Also, I'm going to the Bronx Zoo this weekend. So, I'll get some sweet, beautiful wolf monkeys and gorillas in person. Get to see some. Oh, cool. Ah. Cheers, Luke. Thanks for that little brag at the end of how you're allowed to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're still in hard lockdown here. Is it called hard lockdown? We're allowed to leave for an hour a day for exercise or shopping. Yeah, I think that's that's hard. That's pretty hard. Like, there's not it's really not many here. excuses to come out of the house. Yeah. if it, it would be harder if they were like, you're not allowed to go and get food. That would be real hard. Yeah, it's not quite that bad yet. No. And maybe it won't be. I mean, the numbers are coming down. Everything's, everything seems to be going all right. So, hopefully, we'll be back in the, the actual monkey house before too long. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, now comes the monkey out of the sleeve, so to speak. Um, remember that one? From <laughs> yeah, last, yeah. Last week. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you so much for that message, Luke. I think that totally makes sense to me that Pogo, you know, it's too big of a coincidence that there's- a pogo butler, a monkey, chimp butler, sorry. Not a monkey, he's an ape. And he handed the serum across. Maybe it's his yeah, but, but Is that possible? But, oh, that's a that's unlikely. thought. I reckon it's more likely um, his blood or something like that. But also, he that's a good point, though. He isn't an ape. Who isn't? Ch- uh, pogo. Pogo is an ape. He's a chimp. I mean, he's not a... a no, what I mean is... What I'm trying to say is he's a chimp, but but Luther is not a chimp. He's like a gorilla. Yeah, that's right. So his body is way more gorilla-like than chimp-like, right? But maybe maybe if a chimp, he was already a huge, strong man, wasn't he? Yeah. So maybe chimp plus chimp plus tall, huge, strong, strong man. man just is gorilla. <laughs> maybe. I don't know how. DNA works. I'm not a scientist. Well, I am. I'll just have to map out the <laughs> genome and I'll get back to you. Okay. Uh, well, maybe a couple more messages here. This one comes from Gaddy J in the UK. Uh, Gary writes, seeing as Evan is such a great editor slash whiz on the computer, could you maybe <laughs> ask your friends from Stupid Old to take part in a remake of the dance from the first episode where you're all dancing alone <laughs> now? Uh, <laughs> And he says, P.S. I bloody love me some primates talk. Welcome back, old friend. Oh, cheers, Gary J. Uh, <laughs> that would fun. be amazing, Evan. And also, so much work for you. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? Take on a big job for fun? Maybe. I'll see if I have time this week. <laughs> We'd have to record it all from our homes, I guess. 
And then, yeah. do you have? You reckon you'd be able to pull that off? It'd probably take a bit of time with the the pull out and into sort of a a cut in half house. Um. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember that how that sequence goes. We could just do a video where we're just dancing around to that song. That I reckon we could pull off for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Gary J. Uh, this one comes from Jacob in Boston, Massachusetts. And Jacob writes, I'm glad the show is back on. You're my favorite podcast, but you've got to keep that fellow from the Jammies podcast as your straight man. All right. I'll keep him <laughs> in. Uh, Jacob's question. Should I take this job? Wait, hang on. Oh, this is like a life advice question. Okay, <laughs> let's... Evan, this is probably more up your alley. Let's see. Should I take okay. this job that is less consistent but is a good step in my long-term career goals or the more stable but uninteresting job and work towards my goals on the side? And he said, could you... Yeah, that's a tricky one. ...perhaps answer with an AFL metaphor that I won't be able to relate to being an American who doesn't quite follow what AFL is? Uh, <laughs> All right, you got the. Well, I mean, you got the ball in your hands, and you're you're sitting uh, in the goal square. <laughs> the opposition just kicked it behind, and you're like, "Do I go long up the guts to a contest, or do I chip short to an unmarked teammate?" But you know, you got to remember, there's the time on the clock is ticking, the time of your life, or to the end of this game, <laughs> and you know, if you don't, you you want to get it to the other end of the ground to kick a goal. Uh, the fastest route. Is right up the guts. You you got a long boot. You can play on from the goal square. Run your run your ten. Have a bounce maybe, and boot it as long as you can. Get it beyond the halfway mark to a contest. Who knows what happens? Kick a torp even. But if you go short, I don't know what that you're going to land on a teammate's chest, and you know you'll see what happens. What do you reckon, Evan? Do you go the torp or the short pass? I. But that means nothing to me, all that, I, other than kicking. I know what that is. Um, uh, but I wasn't able to follow that metaphor. Uh, but this it's interesting. We we both had to make this decision in our lives. Um, leave leave a, a pretty regular job to follow our dreams. And um, it's worked out okay for us. Yeah. What we I think we both found that it's difficult to to try and do both i mean it depends on the kinds of jobs and the kind of work you want to do but um uh certainly you you try you try to you know lower your hours on your regular job to sort of do this stupid old stuff to do creative stuff and it didn't really last long no it didn't like it lasted maybe a couple of months and yeah when i and i realized one day when i just absolutely dropped the ball <laughs> to keep the footy metaphor going, drop the ball at my <laughs> yeah. uh, day job, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not able to concentrate on these two at once well enough. My heart just wasn't in it. Yeah, you know, I was basically going through the motions like the big fella, Hazel. Hazel, yeah. So yeah, I, it's hard um, to know with yeah. depending on what the job is and whatever. But you know, you only get one life. Is one part of it, and <laughs> you you don't want to have any regrets, but also you don't. I mean, it's you need you need money to live, so it's tricky. Yeah, I was very lucky that when I made that move, that I was pretty, like I I kind of I guess I had a bit of a safety net because I had, I've got family and stuff. I knew that um, if I couldn't pay rent or something, I could probably run crying to my parents and they'd right. be able to help me out with money stuff. Not that they're wealthy or anything, but I you know I knew that um, I could get a little bit of help if I was in a really dire situation. Um, and I also knew that I, I could make money from what I wanted to do, which was, you know, doing filmmaking stuff, doing um, basically freelancing, freelance video work. Um, you know, it wasn't terribly reckless m- making that leap, but, um, you know, it was risky and it was definitely, you know, not as consistent that work. But, um, yeah, it all it all worked out well in the end. Yeah, I think... Well, I guess it hasn't ended yet. In my... Yeah, in the back of my mind, I've always thought, I could like well. I worked at a supermarket for quite a while. I'm like, I reckon I could probably get a. That was in my head. I'm like, I could work at a bottle shop or something. Hopefully, I mean, mm. there's no guarantee you can get jobs like that anyway. But in my head, I'm like, I, I I'll be able to pick up some sort of part time work 
if I have to. And yeah, luckily I've ne- I've never really had to. Well, I've picked up. I've had part time, you know, casual jobs to get me by, checking trivia for TV quiz shows and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and other yep. bits and pieces. But yeah. it's good to have good to go into it with a with a an idea of what could be a plan B if you needed to pick up some cash if things were slow. Yeah, but I also probably not thinking about that too hard right you don't want to if they some people say you know if you you've got a safety net that can hold you back as well oh yeah it's a trick it is a bloody tricky one and uh i don't know how seriously you wanted us to take that jacob and i'm not sure how helpful that (laughs) was but yeah good luck with it all good luck hopefully you find a teammate and uh you you get on the other end and score a goal uh to win the game (laughs) this is the grand final (laughs) i get that i understand that bit (laughs) Uh, <laughs> this one's from Ted Wilkinson from High Point, North Carolina. North Carolina, if you don't know, Evans, where Michael Jordan played his college basketball. That's he wears ah. his uh, North Carolina shorts <laughs> under his bull shorts his whole career. Anyway, yeah, that's right. a fact for another day. Um, <laughs> Ted writes, "Love you both." Oh, that's very what a sweet start. These have all been so Aww. sweet. Love you both, yeah. and this new edition of the pod. I have two questions. Number one. Have you considered changing the name of the pod to the Umbrella Macacomy? I think that's what it is. Umbrella Macacomy. Macacomy, maybe. I hadn't even thought of that. It would be fun to watch other people take three or four attempts to say it. Everyone's listening to that great new pod, Umbrella Macacomy. Uh, the second question is are we still trying to find a better primate for Evan than Andy from Toy Story I think the answer would be Steven Spielberg he's also a human which Evan loves but he's more accomplished Uh than Andy he's taller than Andy I assume he's a director like Uh Evan and unlike Andy he's an actual primate instead of a series of ones and zeros thanks guys (laughs) love you both Ted that is a great suggestion (laughs) That is a good suggestion. What do you think about that, Evan? Is that uh, I think I've got to see more of his movies. He's done a lot of classics that I haven't seen. Spielberg's. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, like, I mean, I Jurassic have seen Park? E.T. That's one of his, isn't it? Yeah, but there's still, like, I haven't seen Jaws, which sounds crazy as because I went through film school and it just feels like one of the ones that they would make you watch. But um, I haven't seen Jaws either, but, I don't think. Oh, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Um. And also Indiana Jones, which I which we should do for this pod at yeah, some point, maybe. Yeah, that's we really should. I've fallen asleep trying to watch it twice. Not the movie's fault, just that I was tired when I went to watch it on two different occasions. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy's a big fan of those, and I I actually would really love to watch them, but I I just haven't. Andy from Toy to. Story. Uh, no, uh, Andy Andy Matthews, oh, Andy Matthews, some kind of scientist. Oh, he is some kind of scientist, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Do you have time for one more, Evan? Sure. This one comes from Mark Balcom, who writes, With regards to Evan's claim that Sir Reginald isn't eccentric because he doesn't wear a silly hat, <laughs> I think he wears an old-timey leather pilot's helmet when he first buys a baby. Does this not qualify? Ah. <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking when I saw that. Maybe I didn't take notice of it. Um, or maybe I just assumed that that's just what he maybe he flew a plane and that's just what you wear when you fly a plane and he's you know in the uh, in the eighties and I look as much I don't know <laughs> is it the eighties I guess it is the eighties it feels further I think it's like late like 80s, it feels older it? than that it feels like sixties yeah well, to I me, mean the the sort of aesthetic they go the aesthetic, for is very sixties yeah. like which uh, I believe really goes up a notch in series two. Oh, yeah. really? What an interesting decision. Yeah. Um, any, anyway, uh, Mark goes on to say, it's been a while since he watched this first series, though, so that could be utter monkey crap. But I think he's right. I reckon he does wear an old-timey leather pilot hat. What an hat. odd detail to remember, <laughs> having, <laughs> having not seen the seen it for a while. Uh, he finishes um, saying, very glad to have primates back in my podcast feed. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Mark, from thanks, Mark. Sussex. It's great to have you listening along what an absolute pleasure uh maybe we should wrap it up there there are i'll get through uh, some more of these messages 
on the next episode. If you want to send a message, either something about this show or anything in general, as you've, you've just heard, uh, there is a link in the show notes. Click on that and there's a little form to fill out and you can uh, talk about a particular episode if you want to. If you want to talk about a future episode, that'd be great. And then I'll read it out on that episode if you've watched ahead. Yeah. Or if you've got a question or something about a previous episode, uh, also mention that because that's really handy. Especially if there's something today that we fucked up that you want to correct, <laughs> please feel free to do that. I think Luke's suggestion about uh, Pogo's DNA jizz serum, I think that was a very important <laughs> one. And I'm glad that he sent that through. Uh, Evan, people can find you twitching on Saturday mornings, Australian time. Yep, twitch.tv slash stupid old Evan. There'll be a link to that um, in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, you can also find Gamey Game at gamygame.com, which is Evan's computer game uh-huh. show. Uh, you can find us at Primates Pod on all the social medias. Easiest way to get in contact, though, is probably through that form that I just uh, mentioned, although I only put it in there if you want me to read it out on the show because I don't pre-read it. And if, it, if your message <laughs> says, please don't read this out on the show, I will literally, literally read those words out on the show yeah it's a hazardous hazardous game, game. uh <laughs> you can follow me on social media as well i'm matt stew underscore art on twitter matt Stewart comedy on facebook and instagram all those links will be in the show notes as well anything else we really need to say evan uh no that sounds like a bad you end. can support uh this show if you want to at patreon.com slash do go on pod you're supporting this show as well oh, yeah. as do go on and listen now and book cheat a little crop of fun pods check those others out if you haven't do go on's probably the main one there uh recent episodes have been about the history of woodstock and uh don bradman the cricketing goat and you know they're pretty well researched episodes a cricketing goat <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's all we have time for this uh this week or this episode on primates until next time as we always say here at primates podcast Thanks a given. <laughs> <laughs>